Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen asks the question, Am I sensitive to hear God? Listen and be blessed. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, O God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, O God. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, worthy is your name, worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus, holy, holy, holy are you God, holy are you my Savior. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, 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 or worthy, 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 or worthy, worthy, worthy. Jesus, you're holy, you are holy, 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 Jesus. Jehovah is your name. 
Mighty warrior, great in battle, mighty, mighty healer, our great deliverer. Worship you tonight, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence. Thank you that you are moving in this place. And thank you for your presence in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is. Bible says there is liberty he whom the Sun sets free shall be free indeed if God be for us who can be against us he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world we are the fragrance of Christ the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me for I live and move and have my being in him. For he is the author and finisher of my faith. For my Jesus will one day present you and me faultless before the throne of glory. And we thank you that he that began a good work in us is faithful to complete it. I will live and declare the glory of God. I do not walk in my flesh. I walk by faith. I don't walk by sight, but I walk by faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. 
Without faith it is impossible to please God. For everyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible says the just will live by faith. Tonight, Lord, we ask and open our eyes to see the depths of your word that you would move us from glory to glory. From glory to glory. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, we worship you, for we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. a powerful scripture that we read in um, Hebrews chapter 12. If you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12, the Bible says in verse 25, it says, see that you do not refuse him who speaks. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. One of the greatest and most important uh, part of our walk with God is being very, very sensitive to God. You know, once we receive Jesus as Lord and Savior of our lives, the Bible says we are translated from the power of darkness, from the dominion of darkness into the dominion of, the, of light. You know, we, we live in a dominion of light. We live in God's dominion. And one of the most important things in the dominion of God that we are living in today is that we understand the, the, the principles, the laws, the words that guide us in this kingdom. And what is very important for us in this kingdom of light, if we want to live the, the blessed life that God has given us, uh, Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and abundant life. If we, you and I want to live that abundant life, the abundance of life comes because we are able to hear God, see God, know God, and walk with God. And uh, one of the most important things for us as God's children is, you know, when we, when we come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and we are touched by the power of the Holy Spirit, one of the first things that happens in our first love with God is we are very, very sensitive. We are very sensitive uh, of God in our lives. When you, if you remember the time when you came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, when he began to, when he changed your life, when you probably you walked up and gave your heart to the Lord or, or you received Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life. One of the first things that happens to your life is you become very aware of God in your life. We have become very sensitive. Uh, you know, we are very sensitive to God. And uh, that sensitivity is something that you and I as God's children need to carry it with us till we will be with him in heaven forever and ever. One of the things that the things of the world will do is it will break sensitivity. Last week we saw about how important character is, you know, uh, how, you know, um, the anointing gives us a position. Character keeps us in the position. What is important, you know, when it comes to character is 
you know, this sensitive nature in us to be aware of God and what he is speaking to us, what he's saying to us, what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go, how he wants us to do things. These are very, very, very important in our lives because that is what will keep us. And what the world will do is it will bring things into our life. It will bombard us with things, you know. The enemy will show us things that are not of God. The enemy will, will lure us to things that displease God. All because he wants us to get used to him more than we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And one of the biggest traps is when we... Uh, you know, when the pleasures of the world, the pleasures that the enemy show us and bring into our lives, when they uh, begin to do something to our natural senses, when we begin to fall in love with that, that is when the sensitivity with God slowly begins to fall down. Slowly begins to fall down. Sometimes, you know, we can be, I'm talking to you tonight, things that God has been speaking to me. Sometimes we can even be in the ministry, we can even be doing so many things for God without being sensitive to what God the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. And for us to be sensitive to the Spirit of God, you and I need to learn to wait, learn to hear His Word, learn to put Him as priority in our lives, You learn to put Him first in everything, learn to listen to him, allow him to tell us what to do, how to do, you know, everything. Everything starts with him. And the sensitivity is not to lose what the Holy Spirit has been speaking to us. You know, this, this is about hearing the voice of God. This is about listening to what God is speaking and instructing us to do. Here in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 25, the Bible says... See that you do not refuse him who speaks. He's talking about God. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. You know, people who did not listen to God, people who did not obey the voice of God, people who did not yield to the conviction and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, you know. sometimes, you know, in a big meeting, there's an altar call given. Not everybody is there in the altar. Sometimes many people are there. Sometimes there are a few people there. God is speaking. But, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the world rejects the voice of God. The world rejects the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And, and what happens, the Bible says here, if they did not, those who, who refused him, you know, if they did not escape, if we turn away from him, the Bible says we shall also not escape, you know. And, and then the Bible says in verse 26, whose voice then shook the earth. What, did, what happens? The voice of God, the Bible says, you know, here the Bible says how powerful that voice is. That voice is basically about a shaking. Okay? What happens when God's Holy Spirit begins to, uh, to minister to us is there is a shaking that happens on the inside of us. You know, there's a shaking. You know, we, we feel firm. We feel, 
in, in, in control, we feel confident, we feel everything, and then, you know, suddenly the word of the Lord comes, the voice of God comes, and then it begins to shake the foundations of our being. Isn't that true? When we first gave our lives to the Lord, it shook the foundation of our life. We were on a particular path. We were on a worldly path. We were like everybody else in the world. We were walking towards destruction. We did not know God. We were confident. We felt everything was okay. But when the voice of God came to us, the voice of God shook the foundations of our life. And I want to tell you tonight, that is why it is very important for us to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Why is it important to be sensitive to God is, only God can shake the foundations of your life. Come on, are you with me this evening? I want you to capture it. Only God can shake the foundation of your life. When I say foundation, I'm talking about things that have been rooted deep inside of us. Things that have been in our life that we have grown with for years. Addictions. You know, roots that are hidden underneath. Things that, have, that we have done in the past that seem to follow us, that seem to run behind us, that seem to hold on to us. They, they are like the foundation. Somewhere, you know, somewhere down the line, sometimes we think we are not really changed because something looks like it's following you. But I want to tell you something, church. It's very, very important to capture this. The voice of God shakes the foundation of your life. Shakes it. Whatever the enemy has put in your life. I want to tell you something. You don't need to be held captive to the enemy. Come on, that's the truth tonight. I want you to capture it. You do not need to be held captive to anything in your life that is not of God. You do not need to be held captive to any addiction. Any sinful way, any practice, any, any habit that you're stuck in. Sometimes there are habits that are not godly in us. You know, so it, it need not be a great big sin that we commit, but it can be an attitude problem. It can be an anger issue. It can be the way we react to people. And sometimes, you know, it looks like, you know, we are still in that rhythm and we have not broken the rhythm. I want to tell you something. The voice of God shakes the foundations of our life. Shakes the foundation. And look at what this shaking does. The Bible says, Yet whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised saying, Yet once more, I shake not only earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Why the voice of God is important is because, that which is of God in our life will stay. That which is not of God in our lives will be shaken and moved away. Come on, are you with me? That's what the Bible is talking about here. 
What is this shaking about? Look at what the Bible says. It says in verse 27, Now this yet once more, yet once more. That means you know the voice of God is coming over our life once more. The word of the Lord comes to us once more. The, the voice of the Spirit of God opening to us the plans and the purposes of Jesus over our life. It's coming to you and me once more, once more, once more. The voice of God once more, the word of the Lord once more. God begins to speak to you once more. What happens to the speaking of God is it shakes the foundation of your life. And what happens is there are things that are immovable, isn't it? Salvation is immovable. Things that God has put into your life, it's immovable. The anointing is immovable. The call of God is immovable. The purpose of God over your life, it's immovable. The gifts and the, and, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they are immovable. He does not take it away. They are immovable. They stay in you. But what does the visitation of God do? What does the shaking of God do? What does the voice of God do? Is It takes away everything else that is not of God. Takes away everything in you and me. That is not of God. That is not of God. That's why today we need to hear God more than anything. That's why today we need the word of the Lord. That's why we need to hear the voice of God. That's why we need to hear God, the Holy Spirit, speak to us. Insensitivity to God will, 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 will keep things that are not of God in our lives. Will make us insensitive. Will bring us to a place. You know, sometimes, you know, many of us know this from Revelation chapter 2, you know. That you can be in ministry, you can be passionate, you can be serving God, you can be running here and there, you can do everything and still lose the first love. Can you think about it? Jesus said that. He said, I have this against you that you have lost your first love. What is it? You have, you have lost that sensitivity. Sometimes in a marriage we can understand that. You know, in the, in the first few weeks of our marriage, we are so sensitive to each other. We want to, to please each other. We want to do things that, that, that would make your partner happy. You, 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 even if there is something that you've been used to for a long time, but when you know that's something that your partner is not liking it, you will not do it because you're sensitive to this relationship. You, you care. It's the love that overflows in your heart. But there comes a point in time when we take it for granted. Are you married? Yes. Do I have a good marriage? Yes. But I have lost the first love. It's the same with God. Sometimes, you know, if we are not careful, if we are not aware of what the Spirit of God is speaking to us, if we lose the sensitivity, everything is lost. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy 28 basically talks about obeying God and what happens to us when we obey God. 
And what happens to us when we disobey God? Obeying God is being sensitive to keep to what he speaks to us, isn't that? One of the biggest challenges of the end time church is to, you know, is to obey. We do obey, but many times, you know, our, our obedience is at convenience. We choose what we want to obey. We, 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 we say we are committed to the word, we read the word, we love the word. But there are some things that the word says we want to keep it away because it's affecting us. It affects the lifestyle that we live. It affects the way we want to live. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. It's so difficult to love your spouse like Christ loved the church. Wives, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. It's so difficult to submit. You know, there are many things like that in the Bible that when it comes to the tea, when the rubber meets the road, then you know, it's a challenge. Now, I don't speak because I'm perfect. I speak because of what the Spirit of God is stirring me. And has been, you know, it's been talking to me about this sensitivity, being sensitive to God. Sometimes, you know, we, we, our character even changes because we begin to justify, you know. There are times in our life when we are quick to say sorry. We're very quick to say sorry. Because we are very sensitive. This relationship that we have is with people, with God, is very sensitive, you know. When we do, when we go a little out of the line, immediately we come to God and say, God, I'm sorry. Or we come to your, uh, uh, you know, if it's your uh, marriage or a friendship or something, we're quick to say, I'm sorry. But then somewhere down the line, we begin to justify. I am right. What I said is right. I don't need to say sorry. What I did is right. This is it. This is me. This is who I am. And then slowly, you know, that sensitivity in us is broken. Look at this scripture. Here the Bible says, in, in, in view of disobedience to God, in Deuteronomy 28 and in verse 54, the Bible says, The sensitive and the very refined man among them will be hostile. What will happen when disobedience comes in? The Bible is talking about curses. God says, how when you disobey, things, curses will come. Things will come upon your life that will break you down, that will destroy your life, that will take away the blessings of God. And one of the things is in verse 54, he says, the sensitive and the very refined man among you will be hostile. Rejecting his voice will make us hostile. It will move us to the opposite side it will bring us to a place where we dislike what we used to like, what we wanted to do, what we uh, submitted to do, we start disliking it. We say, we, I don't want to do that because I want to be me. It's about me now. Sensitivity. In Jeremiah chapter 6, God's talking about the priests. He said from verse 13, because... From the least of them, even to the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness. From the prophet, even to the priest, everyone deals falsely. They have also healed the hurt of my people slightly, saying, peace, peace, where there is no peace. 
He's saying, what are the people doing? The priests and the prophets are talking about something that is irrelevant, he says. They're saying, peace, peace, where there's no peace. They're talking things that are irrelevant, irrelevant to their day. Why? Because the Bible says in verse 15, where they are ashamed when they had committed abomination. No, they were not at all ashamed, nor did they know how to blush. What was the reason? Sensitivity was gone. They did not know how to blush. They did not even feel it anymore. They could not even feel that God was not in it. In the last of the last days, sensitivity to God, the Holy Spirit, means everything else needs to be broken off. There cannot be God speaking to you and the world speaking to you at the same time. That's why Jesus said, if you shut the door and go in and pray, prayer to God, communication to God, being with God is about shutting the door to the world. Shutting the door to the world. What is the sensitivity? Sensitivity is closeness to a relationship, isn't it? Closeness to a relationship. How can you be sensitive? When are you the most sensitive? It's when you are close. You are aware. I'm bringing marriage again. Why? Why you have a great relationship with your wife is because you are sensitive to your wife. Because you are sensitive, you have a very close relationship. With our spouses, with our friends. When do we have a good friendship is when we, we are sensitive to each other. It's the same with God. When are we close to God is when we are sensitive to His voice. When I am so close to Him is when I am so sensitive to Him. When I am sensitive, I can hear Him clear as He speaks. Clear as he speaks. Jesus said, he who has a ear, let him hear. He who has a ear, let him hear. Is mentioned 16 times in the New Testament. Of which seven times it says, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. What is God saying? He, has, he who has a ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. God is saying, for you to hear me, you need to have a particular ear. A ear that is sensitive to the voice of God. Samuel could not hear God. Samuel the prophet, when he was a little boy. Every time he heard the word Samuel, Samuel, he ran to Eli. He thought it was Eli's voice. He said, did you call me? No, no, no. So he came back. Because he never knew the voice of God. Next time God called him Samuel, Samuel, he ran to Eli. But Eli understood that God was speaking to Samuel. And when Samuel said to God, speak Lord, for thy servant heareth. He understood 
the voice of God. One of the amazing things about Samuel the prophet is the Bible says not a word that he spoke fell to the ground. Why? Because he knew exactly what God was speaking to him. King Saul was insensitive. God, you know, God spoke to him and said to go and utterly destroy the Amalekites. He was insensitive to the instruction. He did not understand this instruction is to be followed as it is. That he had no choice in it. He had no part in it. It wasn't for him to decide what to do. It wasn't for him. But he did not realize. He decided what to do with the instruction. Many times when God speaks to us, we decide how and what to do with the instruction. We fail to obey God as it is. Partial obedience is disobedience. Now I speak this tonight with a lot of fear in my heart. I want to tell you that. I have also missed it many times. I have failed many times, many, many times. But I am learning. I am pushing. Today I sat in the presence of God. I told the Lord, Lord, make me sensitive. Lord, make me sensitive. Let me not brush away when you are talking. Let me not, let me not, Lord, lose out in hearing you when you are speaking to me. Lose out in hearing you when you are speaking to me. Jesus heard the voice of God, of the Father. He constantly heard whatever the Father was speaking to him. Whatever the Father told him, Jesus did that. In John chapter 10, Jesus said, in verse 27 and 28, he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. What was Jesus saying? Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. The one who hears God follows God. God is saying, you will be where I am. You will be where I am. Wherever I go, you will be with me, he says. If you hear my voice, you are with me, he says. With me, with me. And then he says, I give them eternal life. If you are with me, for sure you will have eternal life. Then he says, they shall never perish. Meaning you will never backslide. You will never walk away from the purpose of God. You will never fail. You will never come to a place in your life where you are left behind. You, you turn your back to God or you're walking away from God. You'll never, never, never come to that place when you hear God. And then he went on to say, no one can snatch you away from my hands. No one can snatch you away from my hands. No one can snatch you away from my hands. Sensitivity to God. Sensitivity to God. In John chapter 12, and in verses 49 and 50, 
Jesus said, For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his command is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. What was Jesus doing? He was sensitive to the Father. He was sensitive to the voice of the Father. He kept following the voice of the Father. When he knew his time had come, what did he do? He went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he began to pray. He went because he wanted instruction from God. He went because he wanted the Father's voice over him. When he chose the disciples, he went out and prayed through the night. Why? Because he wanted the choice to be a father's choice. His father's choice. His father's voice. He always wanted his father's voice over him. When he came out of the river Jordan, when he was baptized, the Bible says in Luke chapter 3, there was a voice from heaven. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When he was transfigured on the mountain, there was the voice of God. The voice of God. And I want to tell you today, the voice of God is over your life by the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God speaks to you. The Spirit of God speaks to you. How can I hear the voice of God? When I begin to come to that place of surrender to God. When I come to God and say, God, I want to surrender to you. The first step to hearing the voice of God is surrender because without surrender we cannot obey God we cannot serve two masters we cannot please the world and please God we cannot have one foot in the world and one foot with God there is a choice there is a choice there is a choice even in the ministry sometimes we can be carried away with the ways of the world in the ministry Rather than allowing God to move in us and God to do things and God to be glorified. Sometimes, you know, in the ministry, it's all about I, I, I. Look at me. Look at what I speak. Look at what I, I do. Follow me. How many people put likes to me? How many people came to my meeting? How many watch me on Facebook? You know, sometimes we are, we've lost it. We are not... We are not, it is not he who commendeth itself, it's the Lord who commends, the Bible says. It's not, it's not about numbers. It's about him. One person. It's about one person. It's about him. One person. About him. Tonight can we tell the Lord, Lord, I want to step into that deep place of hearing you. The psalmist said, one thing have I desired, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Why? The voice of God. I have a kingdom to run. I have a palace to live. I have everything. But he said, God, I want your house. I want to be near that Shakina glory of God. I want to, Lord, be there. Because there you speak. There you speak. I want to ask you tonight, my friend, how big is God in your life? How important is God in your life? How relevant is God for you? Is He sitting on the throne of your life? Can He have access to every area of your life? 
Tonight, if we will say to God, Lord, shake my life. Shake the foundations. Let me just read that and finish. Hebrews chapter 12. 28 and 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Reverence and godly fear. Verse 29. For our God is a consuming fire. For our God is a consuming fire. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God. Our serving God is by grace, unmerited favor of God. It's about Him. It's about His anointing. It's about His gifts, His talents, His abilities, what He puts inside of me. It is grace, unmerited favor over my life. Unmerited favor. Tonight, can we say to God, Lord, shake my life. Let those things that are not of you be out. Only that which is of you stay. Yet once more, I will shake. God says, I will shake. He will shake the foundations of our life. The foundation, something needs to happen. You cannot build a big building on a small foundation. You cannot build something proper if your foundation is not right. Sometimes there are so many accidents and damages in our Christian life because there's a problem in the foundation. Tonight, God the Holy Spirit is ready to touch the foundations of our life. Can we say to Him, Jesus, come and have your way. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, and I am the clay. we yield ourselves with the prompting of the Holy Spirit tonight oh God forgive us at times and places where we have been insensitive to you forgive us Lord when you spoke we turned the other way forgive us Lord we rejected you Ananias and Sapphira Peter said how is it, how is it that you lied to the Holy Spirit? In Acts 7.51, Stephen said, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised and hardened years, why do you resist the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 
Paul writes, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Hebrews 10, 29. The Bible says, when we disobey God, we trample the blood of Jesus and we insult the Spirit of grace. It's all insensitivity to God that causes destruction, hardness, bitterness, confusion. Every evil thing will begin to come in. But tonight God wants us to be free. Free. Holy Spirit touches Lord. Holy Spirit touches tonight. The power of your Holy Spirit come upon us. Father, I pray your voice let it break the foundations that are not of you. Even though, Lord, it might just not be attitudes, it could be sicknesses. Lord, it could be issues from the past. Let the foundations be broken. That which is not of God, let it be broken, shaken out of us in the name of Jesus. No man can steal from us what you have purposed over our lives when we walk with you. Holy Spirit, help us to be sensitive to you. Thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for your presence. Father, we thank you tonight that you're a God of miracles. Thank you for miracles that you do for us. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just hold on to God. Jesus loves you very much. He has a great plan for you. Wait in the presence of God. Submit to God. Allow him to speak to you and act upon his voice in your life and my life will never be the same again. God bless you. Thank you for joining us tonight and looking forward to seeing you next week. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.